Hallelujah. You may be seated tonight. Well, let's pray. Holy Spirit, we stand in awe of your goodness. Come and do what you want to do tonight. Let every man and every woman, every child be brought low. Be glorified. I bind every demon, every distraction. I bind the use of cell phones for foolish purposes to distract people. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great prayer right there. Amen. <laughs> Lord, that you would speak to us. There would be no hindrance. There would be nothing that would hinder you from speaking ever so clearly to our hearts tonight. Release faith, release encouragement, release strength. Do all that you want to do. God, here tonight, do all that you want to do. Heal the sick. Set those that are bound, those that are captive at liberty. As it's recorded, Lord, the prison doors have been thrown open by your blood, by your death, by your resurrection. And we decree and we proclaim that this is a place of liberty. We decree, we proclaim, Holy Spirit, have your way. Move, stir, touch, change. May we never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to turn, if you will, with me, turn to Joel 2. And you can hold your finger there or put a piece of paper or mark it on your device, however you want to do that. Then, then also go to Daniel chapter 10. No notes for you. Uh, produced by me tonight, but I would encourage you to take your own. Daniel chapter 10 is a passage of scripture that has deeply affected this church, has deeply affected my life, my marriage, my family. And the revelation released in Daniel 10 and really in so many other places as well, if you will just glean for the next 15 to 20 minutes as I preach to you tonight, I'm not going to preach long, at least I don't think so, but you never can tell. My plan is to not go long and weary you. My plan is to leave you hungry for more and receiving impartation tonight that changes you forever. Because there are forces at work that want to destroy your life. There are forces at work that want to destroy the church. There are forces at work that want to wreak havoc. But good news is that Jesus has overcome and we are more than conquerors through him and we have power. We have, come on, say, I've got authority. I have authority. Yes, we do. In the name and the power of Jesus, by his word, by his blood. Daniel chapter 10, go to verse two. And, and we touched on this just recently. And I had the privilege of being with our small group folks in Willow and uh, and and shared from this text there. And it's a text of scripture that we go to at this time of year as we write and ready our hearts to fast for 21 days. Daniel 10 and verse two, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Anybody know how many days three weeks is? It's 21 days. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came to my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And what Daniel's doing is he's fasting and he's praying. Now on the 24th day, the first month, 
I was by the, by the side of the great river that is the Tigris. He's in captivity. Go down to verse 6. He lifts up his eyes, verse 5. He sees this man clothed in linen. His body was like beryl. His face was like the appearance of lightning. His eyes were like torches of fire. His arms and feet like burnished bronze. Sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. And he goes on to say that he alone saw the vision, but there were others there who great terror fell on them. I don't know if you've ever experienced great terror usually lose control of your bodily functions and you're flat on your face, hoping for the whatever it is to end. Great terror is a horrible experience, especially the great terror of the Lord. The fear of the Lord, we've, we've lost that a bit in the church. I hope to recapture it and asking for God to give me more of it because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He's not a casual God. Oh, he's a loving God. Face like lightning, eyes like fire. Wow. Heard the sound of his words, he goes on to say, and all of this is profound. Verse 10, but I want to get to what I feel the Holy Spirit emphasizing. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands. And he said to me, oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand that you're, the words I speak to you and stand upright, It's like, stand up like a man, for I have now been sent to you. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, from the first day. What day? The first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself. Now, the humbling of himself was the fasting and the praying before God. Your words were heard. From the first day you spoke your words as you humbled yourself, heaven heard. I want you to know that every word you speak, God hears, whether they be idle or whether it be in intercession or worship, he hears everything. So from the first day he set his heart to seek understanding from the Lord, his words were heard, but he didn't get the answer in its fullness then. The answer was on the way, but he didn't really know it. And I think that's why the angel's telling him, I want you to know this. That though the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, there is a God in heaven who's for you. And if God be for us, who can be against us? He's made us to be more than conquerors. He set us to be a holy people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. He set our feet on a firm place. It is forever settled in heaven. God has power and he knows how to heal. He knows how to deliver. And the devil is a created thing. And one day he's going to be uncreated. You got to get more afraid of God in the fear of the Lord than you are of the devil. The devil ought to, when you wake up in the morning, you ought to just run and turn heel and, I, 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 yeah, better run. Known in heaven, feared in hell. That's what we should be. But this demonic assignment against Daniel to hold back the breakthrough was broken through his prayer and through his fasting. And this angel of the Lord here comes to, this, this archangel comes to tell Daniel, Daniel, from the first day that you said you were to humble yourself, your words were heard. Verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia. By the way, the prince of the kingdom of Persia is a demonic entity that is still operating today. You say, how do you know it's not a person? It's not a person because one angel in Hezekiah's day killed 180,000, 180, 185,000 men. 
One angel, just one, not a band of angels, not an army of angels, just one. Just one angel, 180,000 plus people totally wiped out one angel. So there's no prince of Persia able to withstand an archangel. Can't happen. It's impossible. That'd be it. It'd be over. It'd be a thought, maybe. It'd be finished. The prince of Persia is a demonic power as even highlighted and delineated by the book of Ephesians. We war not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. There are forces at work that want you to fail, want you to quit, want you to stay in bondage, want you to stay addicted, want your marriage to fail, want you to be all jacked up and toe up from the flow up and ignorant about his ways. But we are not ignorant of the schemes of the devil. Come on, we're going to put on the Lord Jesus Christ every day. Make no provision for the flesh with regards to its lust thereof. And we're going to serve God with our hair on fire. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. And we're going to see the breakthrough. This, this time of prayer and fasting is, is lined up for you. Divine appointments already set for you. If you'll set your heart and you'll humble yourself before the Lord. Isaiah 58, turn there and then we'll go to Joel too. Bless you and your family. Isaiah 58, true fasting and false fasting. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 3, quote, Why have we fasted, they say, that's the religious people, and you have not seen? I want you to know that as we look at this, there is no way to fast and pray. And by the way, fasting and prayer always goes together. It always goes together. And there is no way if you fast and pray rightly, there's a right way, there's a wrong way. If you fast and pray rightly, that you won't see breakthrough. It is the biggest bomb from God that you can drop on your circumstances, on your finances, on your body, on your, on your ailment, on the difficulty, on the estrangement. It's the biggest thing you can drop is fasting and prayer. I mean, God's will, I would just say it this way. God's will will be done when you fast and pray. You say, well, isn't God's will done anyway? Not necessarily. No, I mean, ultimately, his, his, I mean, Jesus, because there's certain things that are, that are unconditional. Listen, God has conditional promises and unconditional promises. There's conditional prophecy, unconditional prophecy. So our dear brother, Pastor Austin Jones, is here from, from Nome. And I understand you're getting on a plane, and you're going back to Pennsylvania, and you're going to have revival, right? You could choose to not get on the plane. Will they have revival if you don't get on the plane? No, they won't. <laughs> you're going to get on the plane. God called you to get on the plane. You're going to obey. You're going to move forward. That's his will that you go, right? It's going to be the most amazing meetings you've ever had. Unusual miracles are going to break out. I mean, like crazy stuff, like hair growing back and stuff. I mean, crazy. <laughs> crazy miracles. Come on, someone say crazy miracles. Crazy. Signs and wonders. Signs that make you wonder. But, but, you, but you could choose not to go. In other words, we all have a choice of whether we're going to live for God or not live for God. You're going to smoke pot, not smoke pot. Get stoned, get high, fornicate, live in sin, or live for God. You have a choice. I have a choice, right? When you fast and pray, it releases God's power on your life. And it's a choice to fast and pray. I kind of hate it on one level, but I love what it does for me. Why have we fasted? They say, and you've not seen. So they're, they're talking to the Lord. And we, we've, we're fasting and you're not doing anything, God. I fasted and nothing happened. Uh-huh. Why have we afflicted our souls and you didn't take notice? You see, this is still verse three. 
In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. This is the Lord not talking. In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure. You didn't really fast, actually, he's saying. Because if you did fast, you'd have had a miracle. But you didn't really fast right. You were messed up. And you know it. And so he rebukes them. You exploit, you find pleasure, you exploit all your labors. Indeed, you fast with strife and debate. Notice he's not talking about chocolate cake. Notice he's not talking about having a salad on your liquid fast. Notice he's not saying, oh, you didn't get the breakthrough because you had a salad and you said on the car that you were going to have a water fast. And I saw when you had carrot juice. No miracle for you. No, that's not what he says. And he begins to really show what true fasting is and false fasting because it has nothing to do with food. Somebody say, hallelujah, I'm going to eat the cake. Thank you, God. Hey! Oh, 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. You strike with the fist of wickedness. You know, I think maybe there's a fist of righteousness. Does anybody know what I'm talking about right there? No? Sometimes I've felt the fist of righteousness come upon me. Fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. In other words, you fast like that, you get nothing. You might as well have eaten. Because fasting has nothing to do with food. It has everything to do with attitude. It has everything to do with your heart. Is, is it a fast that I have chosen? A day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it not to bow down his head like a bulrush? Talking about humility and humbling yourself. And to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast, an acceptable day of the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Everybody say verse 6. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? So here's he about to tell you what a fast will do. This is what a real fast will do. Watch it now. To loose the bonds of wickedness. You know, I, I, I've been serving the Lord a little while, maybe not as long as some, maybe longer than others. I've found that in times of bondage, I was bound and didn't even know I was bound until after I got set free. You know, a religious demon is quite a thing. And you can have that thing and think everything's all right until you lose it and realize how bound up you were. Till you really experience freedom. Oh God, keep us from becoming religious people. Gosh, I so want to tell a story that happened at the gym this week. We'll see if we can sell it in a little later. To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. How many of you know what a yoke is? A yoke is a, yoke is a farming implement that goes on beasts of burden, ox or horses. It pulls, it's for plowing. But if the enemy puts a yoke on you, how many of you know that's, that's, that's rough? Some of you have a yoke from the enemy. It's chaffing your neck right now. God's burden is easy and his yoke is light. If you're feeling weighted down, if you're feeling overcome, if you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling depressed, you've been yoked and it's not God. Is it not to share your bread? He's going on to say fasting. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? That's part of fasting, being generous, giving. Giving. 
that you bring to your house to pour and the cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him. And hide not your face from your own flesh. That's your family. Then, everybody say then. then. See, it's an if-then clause, clause. It's covenant language. If you do this, notice he hasn't said one thing about food, necessarily. Bowing down your head like a bulrush could be, you know, humbling yourself and not eating for certain. It, it can certainly include food. And, 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 and it should, I think. But really, fasting is the kind of thing that's from your heart. It's, it's an attitude of your heart. It's a fear of the Lord. It's, it's esteeming others higher than yourselves. It's, it's serving people. It's loving people. It's, it's loving your family, even though they, they, you, know, you just want to slap them. It's helping the poor, the whole, the, the, the withered, the, the lame. It's not being so full of yourself and what you need in this selfie culture. Oh, zip it. That's serving somebody. You know, the amazing thing is that when you serve, when you do the, when you do the, the, um, you do the Bible, <laughs> Sermon on the Mount, if you, if you do the Sermon on the Mount, they're really the bylaws of the kingdom. If you do the Sermon on the Mount, you will have joy explode in your heart like nothing else. I, 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 dare, I dare you. Just go on a, just, just take some savings. Try this as part of your fast. Take some of your savings and go buy random meals for people that like need them. Look for somebody that need, look for somebody who's just wait, I'm going to get that coupon. I'm, I, I find I'm going to get the coupon and just buy all their stuff. Amen. Do some random acts of kindness. Walk somebody across the street. Hold the door for somebody. Do something that, you know, go fill up somebody's car like your wife. You know, you haven't done that in a while. Go take your wife's car and go fill it up. Or your husband. That was, amen. Even though he's paying for it, but it's a nice thing. Well, not necessarily. Do random acts of kindness. Watch what happens. Serve other people. Do, do things around the house. Do things around the, around the job, around the, around the church. Serve people. Help people. And watch what happens. Your heart gets set on fire. Your heart will get set on fire. Start praying for people. Okay, I'll tell the story. So I was, uh, <laughs> pray for courage for me right now. I'm going to tell this story. Okay, so I was at the gym, and uh, one of my favorite things to do, and if you're online or you're here today, God bless you. I love you. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'm in the sauna. Now, the sauna for me, how many of you know what a sauna is? What is it, Maki or how do you say it? Maki, all right. It's like my favorite thing is to go sit with the Lord and Maki. Just sit there. And I like getting it so hot that I can't take it anymore. And then I like make little games with the Lord. I can go a little more and, you know, just wait and just, and I, and I do cycles. I take cold, you know, cold shower and I go back in and I'll do, I'll do, you know, deep cold plunges and all kinds. I love it. Does anybody else like all that. You're not going to raise your hand no matter what. Okay. So I just finished working out. I'm totally exhausted. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to witness. I don't want to share my faith. I know some of you know exactly what I'm, a few of you might know what I'm talking about. And I sit down and, and uh, the gentleman begins to go on and on and on about his exploits from New Year's. And, and it's detailed, and it's, it's X-rated. 
Well, R, and it's moving to X. And I'm not, I'm not encouraging him. And I'm like, shut up. I want to rebuke him, but he doesn't know the Lord. And it's like, I don't really care how many times you, you know, if you're, you're a believer and you've got a foul mouth, I'm going to rebuke you. If you're, and if you're in front of little kids, I'm going to tell you, zip it. You kiss your mother with that mouth. I'll say something like that. But, you know, somebody is just going off because that's the way that they are. I'm good with it. Curse away. And I'll look for my opportunity to get you saved and get you healed and get you delivered. I'm not nervous about cursing. If you're nervous about cursing, you need to be delivered. But the people in the world curse. Duh. They, they drink, they do drugs, they sin like you used to do. <laughs> all right. You think you're all perfect and walking on water now. Don't, don't curse around me. Now, if you're around my little kids, I, I, I'd, I'd come off the fence on that one. But, or, or, or my wife. You know, there's certain things. But me, go ahead. And I'm going to look for an opportunity to get you saved and break that devil off you. So anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there. It's going on and on and on and on. And it is so foul and, you know, drunkenness and all this stuff and all these stories and all the women and all this stuff. And probably half of it's true and half of it isn't. And I'm sitting there. I'm just like, Lord. So I take half of my bottle. And uh, for those of you who work at um, the Elastic Club, sorry, you're not supposed to do this. But I, I, I threw the bottle of water on top of the stone, make a lot of heat. And so he can leave now because I'm sure he can't handle it as hot as I can. Well, I was wrong. He handled it really well and kept going on and sort of encouraged him. And as we continue, as he continued and I'm praying, the Lord spoke to me and he said, it's, you know, it's New Year's. And I'm like, yeah. So are you going to let him be more bold for his stuff than you are for mine? And I said, nope. No, I'm not. So I went, Now I began to talk to him about the Lord. I asked him if he knew who Jesus was. And I went to go, started going through, oh, and he did. And he showed me his cross. And I began to go through the whole, the whole thing. And, and then he had some right answers and some mixtures. And we went through that. And then he had an argument of why he was going to heaven even though he wasn't born again. And we destroyed that. And we went on and on until he couldn't take it no more. And it's too hot now. And both of us can't take it anymore because it's just too stinking hot. He's like, I'm hot. I'm like, yeah, I am too. So we get up and, you know, we're in our, we're in our, our uh, sauna wear. And uh, We're wearing a towel. Too much information. So there we are. We, we go out into the lobby. Now, some of you know what I'm talking about, where it is right there. There's a, there's a hot tub and a sauna and an entryway. And so we're thick in it. And I'm just like, you need to be born again. And I start kind of prophet praying over him. And the Lord's getting him. It's happening. It's starting to break. I'm like, oh, it's getting encouraged. And now I'm anointed. Does anybody know what I'm talking about now? Now I feel God's power, God's fire. And I am now, I'm now the one that he's wishing I would shut up. And so right in the heat of it, he's standing there. I'm standing here. The door opens and some man walks in. And the guy I'm witnessing to, I'm, I, he might have manifested. I don't know what happened, but he stung that guy on the backside with his hand about as hard as I've seen anybody ever hit anyone. And the guy that got hit goes, Kid you not, it's a real story. And he turns around, he's like, what the fuck? 
And the guy's there laughing. <laughs> and he looks at me. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. We went off into the locker room and I continued and began to kind of prophesy over him a little bit, prophet pray, you know, not like the Lord says, I didn't do it like that, like, you know, supernaturally natural, you know what I mean? Instead of hurking and shirking and jiving and looking like a fruit, a nut, and a flake all at the same time. Oh, the Lord! I just gave it to him. And God touched him and then, and then I prayed for him. When I prayed for him, it was like the power of God fell in the locker room. It was a beautiful thing. I want you to not be intimidated by anybody. Let the Lord blow through your life and that, that kind of fire, that kind of passion, that kind of boldness comes from a lifestyle of prayer and fasting and obedience. How's that? Was that all right? Okay. Joel 2, turn there. So here, let's do, you all have a card? Let me see your card. You all got one of these? Let me see your, let me see your card, your, your fasting card. Do we have one of the ushers help us out? Ushers, would you please? Oh, I thought there was going to be a fist fight. It was dynamic. Can you imagine being the guy walking in? scene has played over in my head for the past couple days. I'm like, did that really happen? That really happened. What was that? A spirit of slap or something? I don't know what it was. Anyway. All right, just, just take one of these and begin to ponder it as we go to the next level here in this message. And I, I, I'm not going to go long. I've taken enough time already. I'm trying to encourage you to fast and pray. All you're going to remember is that guy getting slapped on the backside, but hopefully you'll remember a little bit more. <laughs> I wondered if there was like an impartation or something that took place. Okay, Joel 2. The book of Joel is an amazing book for our time. No doubt the whole Bible is, of course, but Joel 2, there's so much... There's agricultural problems, there's, there's military problems, there's, there's material problems, there's, there's all kinds of problems going on for Joel. And the Lord has Joel call a fast. This is in, in chapter 1, chapter 2, to call a fast. And lots of Pentecostals like quoting this scripture, Joel 2, 28, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And I've preached on this before. You know, we love that. And, and how many of you love that? He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. All, he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. But you have to look at it, the context in which the outpouring of the spirit comes. The context in which the outpouring of the spirit comes. Now think about Jesus now before we read Acts, before, well, we could read Acts 2, but Joel 2. Jesus is crucified for your sin and mine, the sins of the, all the world, and the third day he rose again. And he walks the earth for how many days? 40. Amen. 40 days. And then he ascends. When he ascends, there's 500 people that see him ascend. And the tragedy of the upper room to me is where are all the people? Because there's only 120 in the upper room. Yeah. 
and they're in the upper room and they are praying. And they're, they're following through on the word that the Lord gave them, tarry in Jerusalem till you're endued with power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and even in the uttermost parts of the earth. Wait. Tarry. Wait. So he, he ascends and they go to this upper room and they're there for 10 days. Now, I personally believe that during the 40 days, as well as during the times of Jesus' earthly ministry before he ascended, well, he did talk about fasting. He said, when the bridegroom goes, they shall fast. In fact, it's a command, really. See, fasting is not an optional thing for the believer. Fasting is actually a mandate from the Lord. And you could, Rodney Howard Brown says it this way. When the bridegroom goes fast, if you're not feeling as close to Jesus as you used to, it's time for a fast. You're not feeling as close to the Lord as you used to, you should get to fasting then because he's not the one that moved. So I believe that Jesus taught them, Joel 2. I believe he told them to wait. Of course, he said it, right? Luke, we can read it. And we see in Acts. And there they are waiting. What are they doing while they're waiting? What are they doing in the upper room? Are they eating chocolate cake? No. Are they striking with fist of wickedness? No. Do they have, do they have, uh, you know, are they, are they ripping each other off? Do they have bad attitudes? Are they murmuring and then complaining? I think not. No, they are fasting and they're praying and they're seeking God with all their heart, their mind, their soul, their strength. They are straight terrified that they too will be crucified. Their life is over. I mean, they're freaked out. I mean, well, how do you take a cursing, a cursing fisherman and turn him into a preacher that's, that's thousands of people saved in one moment? How does that happen? Something happened. And he comes out and he quotes this very chapter here in Joel 2, verse 28. It said, let's read this together and I'll just go line by line and then I'll be done. I'm not going to go long. It shall come to pass afterward. Underline it, circle it, highlight it, write it in your notes. Afterward. Everybody say afterward. Afterward. After what? All right, afterward. That I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. I have both. Middle-aged. Verse 29. And also on my men servants, my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will show wonders in the heavens. Now the heavens right there, that's the sky. That's, that's like what you can see. That's not, not, there's, there's three different heavens. So this is talking specifically about the sky, like what you can see. And in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Three different things that'll happen in the earth. Blood, fire, smoke. Whoa. Verse 31. The sun, it's even the heavenlies now, sun, stars, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Now, I, I, I'm not studied enough to really present to you the blood moons, but there are others that are here in our congregation that have. And I'll just tell you that it is a phenomenon that's taking place in the earth, signs in the heavens above. Absolutely amazing. You got to be half dumb, stoned out of your mind to not realize that there's something's happening in the earth. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all kinds of signs and wonders. Come on, I'm 50 and some of you are 60, 70, some of you are 80 years old. You, we have never seen the kind of birth pains, turmoil, kind of political strife that we've ever seen 
seen in this hour of history ever, in ever, ever. Oh, there's been the Black Plague and all kinds of stuff like that, other pandemics, and it's not that we might have another one. I just know this, that there's a great shaking taking place, and God is separating the wheat from the chaff. He's separating the goats from the sheep. The sun shall be turned into darkness, to moon into blood before the, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord. Now, I got to stomp right there. Well, let me just get to it in a minute. Ever whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For out of Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall, there shall be deliverance. As the Lord has said, among the remnant of whom the Lord calls. Afterward, let's do this. You ready? Afterward. After what? The outpouring of the Spirit. Contending for the outpouring. Contending for miracles. Contending for signs. Contending for wonders. If you want to have a dimension of God's power put on display in your life, you're going to have to do whatever it is so that afterwards that comes. What, what is it? It's prayer. It's fasting. And it's not just individual. It's corporate prayer fasting. And it's largely not taught. It's, it's largely avoided in most places because it's considered religious or that's Old Testament. It is not. I believe that the, the upper room was filled with people that were prayer and praying and fasting to wait for the outpouring of the Spirit. And they knew that if that outpouring didn't come, they were finished and the church wouldn't become all that God had intended it to be. But God intends the church to be his, of course. It's his will that none would perish, all would come to repentance. It's his will that he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. There is an assignment of the upper echelon of demonic power to, to wipe you out, to wipe out your family. But it will, no weapon formed against you will prosper. It won't work if you'll learn to fast, you'll learn to pray to God will pour out his spirit with signs with wonders but it comes to pass after after what after you rend your heart and not your garment listen some of you just going through the motions in your christianity what would it take for you to be really set on fire what would it take for you really to be pressed to the ends of yourself what would it take whatever it is i pray god does that and I love how he brings the right proportion of pain, judgment, I should say, to bring an effect to change the heart. He doesn't bring too much. I don't know what America's going to need. I believe America can be made great again by the Lord only. Amen. It's time for a great awakening. Amen. After what? After turning the Lord with all your heart, even not just individually, but corporately. You know, I, I used to say it just takes one man. I don't believe that now. It's not just a man. Well, obviously there's a man, there's a woman, there's people who will pull down God's power, God's anointing, but it takes, it takes a corporate people. It takes a church. A church is not one man. It takes energy. It takes teaching. It takes time. It takes money. And oftentimes it comes with a stigma. You know what a stigma is? Stigma is somebody just marks you and be like, you're a freak. Oh, I've had people say that about me. I've had a, I've had a stigma, for sure. I've been accused of all kinds of stuff. Truth is, in my early walk, I wasn't sure if it wasn't true. So I would go and check with my pastor. Is this true? 
No, it's not true. You're just full of zeal. You're, you're crazy for, for Jesus. Those who've been forgiven much love much. All right, Daniel, just, just serve God with your hair on fire. Go, go for it. I've sat next to people that pat me, on the, pat me on the head and say, don't worry, you're in the honeymoon stage. You're going to calm down. I, don't want what, I didn't want what they had anyway. Would that lukewarm spit you out of your mouth, sit there, tolerate sin, junk, not what, what, what? It'll come to pass afterward. Jesus promised his disciples that if they tarried and they prayed that the spirit would be poured out. They did it and the spirit was poured out. Can you imagine if we had a prayer meeting where fire was coming down on people's heads? Oh, you don't think that's happened? That has happened, and it's all in history. You start reading about history of Pentecost and the history of the outpouring, the modern-day outpouring of the Spirit. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I've heard all kinds of stories of people that have seen it, churches with fire on the roof. Actually, fire departments that have come to churches because the whole roof was on fire. When they got there, they, as a far off, they saw the fires. They got closer and closer. Then the fire wasn't there. They went inside and it was the entire place filled with hundreds of people praying in tongues, going crazy for God. And they saw fire. People called in, called the fire department. The church is on fire. Send it. And they come and everybody sees the fire from outside and they come and there's no fire. What happened? It's tongues of fire on a building. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing if God so filled you with his power and his fire that you never had to smoke another cigarette? You never had to go to oh, another, another, another relationship to try to get your fix. Wouldn't it be amazing if God filled you and touched you? You never had another day of worry in your life. You never wrang your hands again. You never were concerned about how you weren't going to make it. Wouldn't it be amazing if God touched you in such a way that cancers fell off of people everywhere that you go, like the shadow of Peter coming across something? Wouldn't it be amazing? Listen, these are the days of Elijah. These are the days that God's pouring out his spirit. But he doesn't pour out his spirit to someone who's half-hearted and doesn't give a flip about whether they experience his power or not. If you're going to get satisfied on your phone, then go right ahead. And then you can get that. And when you stand before him, hopefully you're saved. You ain't going to have your phone. If you really want the life that God's promised in the Word, you've got to do it the Word way. Listen, I'm preaching to myself. I, I've, I've not laid hold of it, forgetting that which lies behind. I'm pressing on to the high calling of God. I'm going to give myself to prayer and fasting. I'm going to touch the hem of His garment. Because I know that if we don't, there's people that are going to go straight to hell. Let your, if your heart's not moving you, something's wrong. When's the last time you blushed? You understand what that means? Some of you don't even understand what I just said. In other words, someone said something to you that made you embarrassed and you blushed. That's a sign of innocence. I remember someone calling my, my kids goody two-shoes. Good thing I wasn't standing there. Yeah, it's a goody two-shoes. It's called purity, you foul mouth knucklehead. Oh, I think the thing is we've all been there, most of us. Holiness and purity is far better than anything the world has to offer. That's not even, it's not even in the same, it's not even in the same, like, 
it's not even in the same bracket. It's not even in the same realm. I'm going to shoot over most of your heads on purpose. Listen, I did all that. I'm not proud of it. I did all that. Whatever there was to do in the 80s and 90s, early 90s, I did. I'm in the lowest of low and full floor apartments in, in Park Avenue. I've seen the inside of super ugly, murderous nightmares and the most opulent places. Full floor apartments. If I, if I told you the names, you know the names. Because they're the, 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 the leading families in America. It's in their homes. I'll never forget being in this house. Oh, never forget. I, I think I was, I was probably 18. And I'm in this full floor apartment in, in Park Avenue apartment. Do you know what a full floor is? I mean, I don't know how many thousands of square feet. It was 20 or 30,000 square foot house. I mean, it's huge. It's one whole floor. Actually, this one had two floors and it had like this, you know, gone with the wind staircase. It wound up to the second floor and, and you know, all these incredible paintings everywhere. And, you know, I mean, just like upper, 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 upper. And as I'm sitting on the couch, we're hanging out, you know, all this, some high school students and some freshmen in college sitting there hanging out going, man, I cannot believe I'm sitting in this house. This is like amazing. And the girl says, hey, you know, I got to go talk to my mom. And so, you know, I just said, well, can, can we meet your parents? No. No, you can't meet my parents. I said, oh, because my mom doesn't come out of her room. And, and my dad's not home ever. I said, what do you mean your mom doesn't come out of your room? She says, well, she's, she just takes a lot of pills and stuff, and she stays in her room. And she walked off to go talk to her wasted mother. And I sat and I thought, wow, all the money you could possibly imagine with absolute hell in the family. The girl's choking back tears and Listen, the only thing that's going to satisfy you is God. And if in your mind you think it's something else and you're being lied to by the spirit of the world or the devil or your flesh, either one, they're all the enemy, the world, the flesh, the devil. They will all speak to you. They will all lie to you. I will tell you that satisfaction is found only in God. It's found only in God. I mean, even as a saved person, I've run after. Just Pastor Alex and the drummer, please, that's all. Thank you. I've run after things even when I was saved. I don't mean like hardcore sin or anything, but I had food as an idol. I had all kinds of things as idols. I've had movies as idols as a believer. I, I, I've, had, I've had all kinds of things. Just to, I've had relationship addiction. It's one of the last things to go. Pastor Alex prophetically sang, taste and see that the Lord is good. Take your card right now. I challenge you to fast and pray. Because if you do, we will see God come in power like we haven't seen him come in power for years.
I was in a meeting. And... Did you all get one of these? If you need one, ushers, would you help us? I was in a meeting. We were recalling some of the services from years ago. And I, I, it was brought to my attention that it was a little bit like the glory days talk. And I thought, man, I'm not that old. And then I thought, hmm, I don't think I like that. I don't think I like the fact. We had an outpouring. Who was it? It was uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth was here. And somebody who had been in the church for a little while, they said, wow, I've never seen services like that in my life. I thought, what are you talking about? I thought, that, that's, that is us. And then I realized, no, we backslid, kind of. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not all under condemnation. I'm just saying, the Lord many times will play with you a divine game of duck, duck, goose. So, duck, 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 goose. And then you run, and the goose got to get up and shake. Anybody know that? Anybody? Nobody ever heard of duck, duck, goose. How about old Mother Hubbard? Anybody heard of old Mother Hubbard? How about that one? Okay. The Lord will many times put his hand on you. You know what it is? I'm talking to myself here. It's the intensity of prayer waned. That's what happened. That's what happened. I repent. I repent. I repent before you and I repent before the Lord. Oh, it's not that I'm not praying, but I'll tell you, when, when, when you know you're going to die, if you go outside or the fire comes, that's different prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray to your Lord, my soul to get, yeah, that's ain't going to get it. That ain't going to get the fire in your home. Now I lay me cute little prayer. Praise God, mom, dad, pass it on to you. Wonderful. That doesn't release the fire on your kid. That doesn't release passion the fear of the Lord. When's the last time you just couldn't wait to get home so you could read your Bible? Do you remember those days? And if you've never had them, I won't tell you he wants to bring you into them. When's the last time you just couldn't wait to put on your favorite worship and lift your hands and weep? 1995, I'd come back from these meetings and we'd put on this CD and, and we didn't know anything about the outpouring of the Spirit. I was staying in this, this mandated discipleship center. We would play this music and I'd, I'd lift my hands and the fire would fall and, and I'd find myself on the ground and I'd look around and all of my brothers that were with me, about 10 or 15 of them, they're all, everybody's out on the floor. There wasn't anybody that laid hands on us. You know what he was doing? God was coming in direct proportion to desperation and the hunger that we have. And some of you are just willing to tolerate your problems. You haven't gotten to the place where you're willing to not eat and push yourself away from strife and the, and the wicked fist. You're not willing to do the, 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 the rending of your heart and not your garment. And, 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 and it's not a works thing. It's a breaking off of demon power and putting yourself in a position to be beside the burning bush of God's presence. That when He speaks to you, it changes you. Please don't be condemned. I am doing my level best to stir you up. Fast and pray. Get ready. 
Start backing away from some of the stuff right now. Come on, start, start backing away. Start preparing your heart. Home 21 days. Man, I'm going to see everything change. Man, my, my daughter's going to come home and, and my son's going to come home and, and, and my marriage is going to be healed and, and that, that cancer on my grandma, that ain't going to stay. God, you're going to do this thing. I'm going to contend. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to press in. Yo, God, no man has reached up to receive all that you have to offer. Lord, you said it. I believe it. I'm not going to back off. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. On all flesh. You can have a breakthrough. It's up to you. What Daniel did in the natural caused a breakthrough in the heavenlies that changed history. Or you can stay busted, disgusted, and addicted and afflicted all your life and it's nobody's fault but your own. Stand up on your feet all across this place. You can have a breakthrough. You can be healed. You can be free. Take a moment to fill those cards out. I've preached long enough to you. I got so corrected. I think it was yesterday. I was talking to a, a senior in high school. And as I, we were talking and chit-chatting and I, I walked away to go get something and I said this. I said, man, if I only knew what I knew now when I was your age back then. And the Lord said, how about using what you know now, now? I'm going to win so many people one-on-one. -on -one. And if you hear stories about me, just know that it's happening. That's what's happening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to win souls everywhere I go. Amen. People will start running because the bald head pastor's winning souls left and right. I'm going to go for them. Where's John Duke? Is he still here? All right, you'll listen later. John, you set yourself on fire again, dude. Listen, start winning, start winning souls. Start inviting people. Start, start, start giving. Start buy random meals and random coffee. If I'm in your line, you can buy me coffee. Amen. Start, start blessing people. Start praying. Get rid of the strife. It's not about food. It's about the issues of your heart. Or you can, what is it with C.S. Lewis? I'll try, to, I'll try to paraphrase and then I'm done. We're, he said the church is like, and I'm, and I'm paraphrasing, you can look it up with just a few of these words and you should be able to pull it off the internet. The church is like a little boy making castles of mud by a pretend seashore when God has offered us real castles and a real ocean and real power and yet we play with mud. It's paraphrasing C.S. Lewis. You go look it up. He offers us tickets. That the genuine ticket to ride is salvation. Access to his throne the outpouring of his spirit, hearing him, abiding with him, walking with him, and changing the earth. We're going to change Wasilla. And I declare to you and I proclaim and prophesy that we are going to see the greatest revival. A great revival will come to Alaska. A great revival will come to America before, the, before it's over. These are the last days. If you have a song, you ought to sing it. If you have a gift, you ought to use it. All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do you know what that means? I don't think that's some random, Jesus save me. Although if you're in that place, please pray that prayer. I think it's ongoing fasting and praying, corporate prayer, calling on the name of the Lord, 
calling on his name like that. Oh God, oh God, release your power. Lord, release your fire. Oh God, bring conviction on my own heart. Show me places that displease you. Lord, expose any stronghold, any mindset that's contrary to you. Oh God, set me on fire. Set my children on fire. Lord, guard over them jealously, over my wife. Oh God, over my life, over my church. God, over these people, release your fire. Release the fire of the Holy Spirit. Provoke them. Provoke us to go deeper in you. I bind demon power in every assignment of the enemy that are trying to hinder. And I declare that the greatest days are yet ahead, even just around the corner. Now bless your people. Oh, if you're not right with God, don't leave this place. If that's you, you need to get right with Jesus. Slip your hand up right now. You want to get right with God? Don't Anybody? Lift your hand high. You want to get right with Jesus, perhaps online. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Pray this prayer right out loud, each and every one. See, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. and Come into my heart. Come into my life and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray. Touch, fill, bless each and every one. Baptize us in hunger, I pray. That we would not be satisfied with the things of this world. Only that which comes even from your right hand. Pleasures forevermore. That we would fulfill our destiny and purpose, God. In this hour of history. And it shall come to pass afterward. We fast and pray. That you will pour out your spirit on all flesh. We thank you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. How many of you are aware. Of, and I, I need to close because our time is gone. How many of you are aware of what's taking place with our property? Our building? Okay. There's a couple more final steps. As we uh, come to close with our loan. One of those steps is I go and meet all the bankers and all of that. That takes place this weekend. Would you pray for just that to be completed? So we'll see our building built. Amen. It's a total. We're in the midst of a major, major miracle. It's just, un, it's really, it's a belief, I, I, I believe it. I believe it. Lord, even more. Do even more. So if, you, if you'll keep that in prayer, won't you? And we'll just see God do great things. So glad you turned out tonight. Let me close. Father, thank you. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards us. God, be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. Ushers, can we get buckets to collect those at the door? Yeah, your, your prayer and fasting cards. And again, don't be under condemnation. Be stirred up to fire. You can change the world. You History books are waiting to be written about a people who will believe God. God bless you. Praise the Lord.